0: Welcome back to the Level Up Podcast, where we learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur, and uh, we're going to break your brain with this episode because Greg <laughs> broke my brain. <laughs> just just in the pre-show, we were talking about you know kind of working out the topics that we want to talk about, and you said something that completely broke my brain. Basically, it was that you don't have a number, a production number, in mind for yourself, which I want to get into that in a second. Um, but first of all, how are you? What's up?
1: I'm doing good, man. And uh, you know, I, you said break. I broke your brain. That's fun. It, that means we're having fun. And we're As gonna I was gonna say
0: you've fun. done that multiple times. You did that to me when you told me that you don't consider yourself a disciplined person, which people should go back and listen to that oh, episode. Yeah, yeah uh, That yeah. broke my brain. Uh, yeah. But we're talking about how success has nothing to do with the results. And I, I basically asked you the, this question. What is your vision of success? Not necessarily for your top echelon people, the top handful of people that are just absolutely crushing it because we're going to do an episode about them. Uh, For the people that are not yet at that position where they have that foundation, of excellence and performance every single day, day in and day out. There's some guys that, that, you know, some folks on your team that have that. Right. Great. Yeah. For the folks that aren't there yet, I was curious, well, what is your vision of success for them? And I was expecting the answer to be like, oh, I'd like them to produce somewhere between two and four. Like I thought it was going to be economic. Maybe performance related, but I figured there'd be a number and a metric attached to it. And you're telling me that not only is there not a metric for that for your, you know, your, most of your agents in your brokerage, you don't even have that for, your, for yourself. And that broke my brain. So what the hell, man? What the hell?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I guess for so many years, I have, um, all, all I've ever thought of and, and, and focused on and have been taught is to follow a process. And when you follow the people that follow a process, and improve their skills end up doing, doing extraordinary well. So I've always felt when it comes to a number for my ages, what's my vision of success? My, when I, when, when somebody asked me that, which very few people, you may be the only person that's ever asked me that my vision of success does not have a number. It has more to do with it, what the process looks like. So I know that You can achieve extraordinary results when you do some simple things. But we know that those simple things are often very difficult for people. Like, for instance, if you show up to the office at 7:30 and do a little bit of role-playing, if you wake up at five and go to the gym before you showed up for the office, like those are things are really simple. But, but, but human beings make that really difficult. I can't do that. It's too tired. I didn't get to bed early enough. Like there's all these difficult conversations around those simple activities. And so, but, but that's really a process. It's that, that waking up in the morning is what I call the pregame. And then eight o'clock, your first call happens to be the game. And then at four o'clock, let's call that the postgame. You know, mm-hmm. the pregame is what you do before eight o'clock. The the game is between eight and eleven, and post-game is at four o'clock when you're actually should be doing something with your family. My vision of success is when somebody can follow that process because I know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm two things, two multiple things, two things that resonating with me right now. Number one, they're going to do a tremendous amount of business. And number two, they're going to experience the joy and happiness that they really had, that they expected to have by being in the real estate industry. Now, my vision of success are those two things, the financials that they dream to have and the freedoms and the enjoyment that they dream to have. If that's two closings, Or 200 closings, neither one of them are going to be better than the next for me. See, if, if I do it any other way, then you're going to start choosing the ones with higher numbers. Right. And then what does that do for the people with lower numbers? It makes them less than I the number will make someone less than and somebody more than. And that's going to show up in the way you communicate, the way you set up your 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 your, uh, your systems, the resources, what you offer agents. That's going to show up, and it's going to cause problems. But if my vision is is every the number is insignificant, it's the process. Well, everyone follows the process. Everyone's equal. So at that point, that's what I see as success. I see success. Yeah. I, I I tears come to my eyes when I see an agent following a process to the T, I'm not worried about their numbers. Mm -hmm. Because I know what happens, going to get the numbers. If we fixate on the numbers, we're always going to be, we'll we'll always be lacking. If we fixate on the process, well, it'll be, it'll be abundance at all times.
0: Mm. Okay. There's so much to unpack there. Let me briefly comment on this from the perspective of someone making the jump from agent to entrepreneur. Yes. So when I hear that, there's a lot that I hear, but one of the things that stuck out to me is if I was in the position of going from, let's say, Rainmaker to team leader and team leader into broker and beyond, the temptation is to do exactly what I thought you probably had, which is to put a metric around your vision of success for your agents. Right. Like I want to do. a certain number of units a year. I have X number of agents. Therefore, every agent should be doing X number of deals per month. And if they're not, then like you said, you make that you make the ones that aren't meeting that standard feel less than great. Like that's that that's very tempting to go down that road. Yeah, um, I,
1: I, could, I, I need to comment uh-huh. on that, though. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, with that being said, I will be looking at those numbers at the, towards the end of the year, probably in the next two weeks, I'll be looking hmm. at the numbers of every agent. But here's what I'm going to see. Here's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to see that somebody is doing 20 deals. And I'm going to, by their name and that little 20 deal number, I'm going to be saying, what could they have done if we would have helped them do blank? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's more of like I'm looking for what should the process have been? like it, what could the process now be? So it's not that like getting from 20 to 40 is significant. It's like, whatever the process is, now we know it got them to 20. I'm just focused on the process. Mm -hmm. So So instead of like, how do we get that person from 20 to 30? It's like, how do we help this person improve the process? Now we know what will happen. We have Historical data that shows when we follow this process, this is the type of results that we're going to get. So, I mean, let's let's not be totally, you know, uh, deny the fact that that numbers sometimes come into the equation. It's just the number never determines my vision of their success. Yeah, it, it, it's there's some there is some sort of measurement that needs to to occur. Just mm. like just like there's a measurement on a yardstick, you have to have something to mm. measure.
0: All right, that makes sense. Okay, so you are looking, but it doesn't. Uh, you're you're careful in the sense that it does not trickle down to making them feel less than uh, for not hitting a certain. You're looking at potential. You're looking at like kind of the positive upside of great. We have this process in place. It's produced X result. Could we get two X? Could we get five X? Ten X? Great. But what does that break down to in terms of just you know making improvements to your process? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's break it down to the agent level. So let's say they're a solo agent that doesn't have the benefit of that kind of leadership. I mean, obviously, they can get they can get your leadership. They just go to real estate sales solutions and dot com and they can get into your training program and they actually they can actually get you, first of all. So I'll say that. But if, let's say they don't do that because they're insane. Um, but let's say they, let's say they stay out uh, and they're lone wolf. Like right? I mean, that's that's what draws a lot of agents into the business. I was that way. Like my yep. number one value is freedom, which is why it would draw me to to uh, real estate to begin with. So let's say you stay a lone wolf, but you want to set those types of goals for yourself. How do you know, for example, when you are trusting the process and you don't have the benefit of your years of data in your market to know what the process produces, how do, how do you trust the process and go, hey, I'm doing the right things, the results haven't showed you up yet, but I'm not going to judge myself harshly as long as I'm following the process? That's a hard thing for agents to do.
1: Yeah, and so I guess the first thing that I would say, that person would have to make sure that the expectations are lined up correctly like okay. you know you're following up the process let's assume you 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 know what that process is and you're following that process well you've got to follow that process for about 12 months before you actually can really determine whether it worked or it didn't work most mm-hmm. agents will not follow that process that long they will at some point they will um, they will declare it, it it's a success or failure prior to 12 months so I always think of it, We, you know, in, in the industry, we talk about 90 day processes and I say a new agent comes on to my uh, into my office. And in the beginning, they like follow the process to the T. They're like, oh, my God, Greg said we needed to do this. I see Greg's got all these top agents, top agents, so I'm going to do it. And like I'm coaching them, the, coaching them, and about 30 days go by, and I'm talking to them. They're like They're saying, man, I'm following everything you say to the T. You know, this is great. I know success is going to be coming my way. And then around day 60, they're like saying, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm following the process. And <laughs> I mean, do you think there's anything else I could be doing? And day 75, they're like, screw this. I don't think this process is for me. Mm -hmm. I I just really don't. This is just not working. I I, I need to change something. Mm -hmm. And then day 90, if they don't quit day 90, it's like it, it, it it's it's like a damn miracle. Day 90, oh, my God, I just got somebody to call me back from two months ago, and they, they said they're ready to list with me. This is great. That's how it works. Yeah. Day one, they're gung-ho through day 30. Day 30 through day 60, they're losing hope. Day 75, they're thinking I'm crazy. Greg's lost his rocker. Day 90, they think I'm like the gift to them so the point is is most people don't get to day 90 because they quit at day 75 right so the Hmm. first answer to the question is how do they or to how do they know that the process is going to work, how they have confidence is you've got to make sure that you understand that it's not supposed to work month one. It's not designed to work month one or month two. You're just getting reps on month one and month two. This is still pre-season. It's still pre-game. You're still like in spring season of developing the muscle. You're increasing your real estate IQ. It's not supposed to work. Most people think it was supposed to work when it wasn't supposed to work. And then they decided to go a different direction. So me as a leader keeps them in the game longer than if they're that lone wolf. Right. It's easier to quit when you're a lone wolf.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great analogy, though. I like the spring, the spring training. That's a great way to look at that. Like the game starts when you actually when when results start to come in. Everything up yeah. till that, especially when you're just starting out, is just like the equivalent of preseason before the real season even starts. That's a great analogy.
1: That's all you're doing. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's good. All right. So, any tips for? Let's let's talk to leaders for a moment. So we talked about lone wolves and what they can do better, which is uh, you know remind yourself of that, have good expectations going in, and find a leader. Right? What if you are the leader and you're trying to deliver that encouragement and you run into some agent that's in the pit of despair? <laughs> what? Uh, how do you motivate that one agent one on one?
1: I don't. I, yeah, I guess there's so many different scenarios that we could we could you know that that I could be thinking of. So I'm trying to general. Well, let me ask you this. General, let me yeah. re, let
0: me phrase the question better. Okay. Do you bring it, what do you bring it back to? Do you bring it back to their, their big why, their goals? Do you dig into that? Do you find that it's more helpful to get them to focus on the process and take pride in the process? Is it different for everybody? You know, do you have to kind of yeah. tailor your approach?
1: Um, there is a lot of differences. People are unique. Yeah. And, and so we are required that leadership, leaders should be versatile. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to create a formula on it, if I was going to try to say, OK, this is the formula to follow or this is the recipe to follow when talking to somebody like this in this in this scenario, then I, I take it to process. I said, let's revisit the process. OK, and if, if this is what the process is supposed to look like on a scale of one to 10, how well are you showing up for the process? Obviously going to be less than 10. Okay. Now, when it comes to that, once we acknowledge that the process, it's not the process, the process is there. The process works. We know how to work the process that it's just, we are not showing up for the process. Then it comes, then, then that's when we start really having the really good conversations, which is what are you afraid of? Mm. What are you, what are you afraid of? Really? Are are you afraid that there's a possibility that if you actually show up for your for the for the process that you may be successful and right. then all of a sudden all the other people in your life that are not showing up for their very own process now all of a sudden you're going to kind of like separate from them and you might find yourself lonely because you no longer are compatible with that group of friends? Okay. Uh, it, is there, anything, yeah. ch- is there a chance that you are afraid that maybe your loved one is going to like leave you because now all of a sudden they see you as a threat because you're successful? Is is there a chance that your dad used to talk about how bad salespeople were, and now if you actually be become successful at being a salesperson, you start to wonder if you're that bad person that your dad always talked about? Now tell me what is it that you're afraid of? Because it's not the process. It's not. It's not a knowing. Knowing how, wanting to know how, and knowing how is it's all BS. That's all BS. There, 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 there's none of us are confused on how to do this stuff. If you are, I can unconfuse you real quick. Go to Google and ask Google, and they'll tell you how. Okay, so we can unconfuse really fast. So, how is not the issue, how is the distraction? Us claiming we don't know how is. The distraction that we put that we that's a way to distract ourselves from actually taking action.
0: Yeah, I that's would really agree. What
1: it is? Yeah, that's really what it is? So yeah, in, in the real so estate me, space,
0: you're dealing with yeah. known known quantities. Known pro, the process is known. The process call has been Fizbo. figured out for decades. Yeah, call a FISBO. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah, like yeah. uh, what coach do you? You don't need a coach to tell you to call a FISBO. Yeah. And, and I, you and know, I've been saying this to some people too. It's like you know what? You don't need a coach. To tell you how to do something you need a coach that can get your ass to do something right and that's how i get them to do something i always say hey i'm not going to be the most light (laughs) but i will argue that i'll be the most effective and that's my job my job is not to tell you new things because there's not really many new things My job is like, what am I going to do? Say, how am I going to inspire? How am I going to get you to take more action? Mm -hmm. That's that's what most of us need in our coaching. Somebody that's going to be detached and it's going to like their whole mission is to get you to move, Mm -hmm. not impress you or entertain you with dialogues about the next new script for a for-soba owner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, for anyone that leads a team or, or broker in the audience, like they, they should latch on to what you just said, because I'm betting that the sentence that you just expressed is your everyday obsession. What can I say? What can I do? How can I inspire the agents to take action? I, I bet, I bet that is the, the question that, there's on your subconscious when you when your head lays the pillow at night and when you wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah, and I and I'll even say this: when I go home and I know that I did it, I go home with my heart singing.
0: Oh, interesting. That's that's almost like your set internal temperature for your own success.
1: God, man, that is like that's like watching Rocky. You know, go to Russia, work hard. <laughs> And win, and I'm crying with, you know, I'm sitting here crying <laughs> when Danielson and Karate Kid wins the tournament, like, cause I'm thinking about like all this stuff. Mr. Miyagi told Danielson that Danielson didn't want to do, but Mr. Miyagi demanded that he do it and he did it and he did it and, did it and did it was confused, but he was very unconfused when he got into the tournament and whipped the person's butt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's it. It's like, you know, we, as uh, good leaders are we, we we cannot rely on the feedback from our agents for salvation. We we can't. I can't. If I'm going to coach you
0: I mean, in terms of how well liked you are, like that kind no, of positive no 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 feedback, no
1: meaning or? like no feedback meaning like if I tell you to do something or, or I suggest you do something mm-hmm. and you don't do it. I suggest you go and talk to Ten FISBOS today, and you I talk to you tomorrow, and you don't do it. I cannot let that emotionally like impact me. I have to let that emotionally motivate me. I look at when you come back and say, well, Greg, I know you told me to talk to five of them, and I only talked to two of them. I am not going to be looking at you. I'm gonna be looking in the mirror and be like, hmm, the heck do I gotta do? What do I gotta say to get him to move forward and do these activities? I don't get mad at you. I look internally at me and I'm like, how, what adjustments do I need to make? And then all of a sudden, I change my game, my communication, how I show up for you. You all have now changed the way you show up for you. And then I see that and I'm like, wow, I, I may have just changed somebody's life. Because if yeah. I can do that for you, so that's why I say coaches are, the value of the coaching is not to tell you how to do something, it's to get you to do something. Because mm-hmm. when I can get you over the hurdle, of fear and get you to like, get out of your box and get and get in there and get into action and start doing something, then I, it might only be about a sale by owner between mine and your relationship. But all of a sudden, guess what? When you go home, you're going to take that same teaching. And you're going to do it something somewhere in a personal level. You're going to actually probably give that coaching to one of your children. You're going to change people. And then Greg Harrelson's heart's going to be singing mm-hmm. because that's, what's important to me. And I can promise you, when we when we read those books and, you know, uh, Maxwell says, you know, I, and I don't know there's a direct quote, but, you know, John Maxwell will talk. And there's other leaders that have said this, is that, you know, if you help enough uh, people get what they want, then you always get what you want. Or if you'll focus on helping others generate wealth for themselves and you don't have to worry about wealth for yourself. I truly believe that if you at least – but you have to do what I just shared. You have it, – it's not about – I can I can be wealthy by forcing you to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. No, I will be wealthy when I teach you habits and processes that lead to wealth. And then equip you with that knowledge. And then you'll start spreading that knowledge to other people. Like that's truly a contribution, right? And mm-hmm. now that's where I feel like, okay, the no- you don't need to worry about the number.
0: Yeah if you watch and you pay attention to to sports and you see it you know like i attention to football you pay a lot of attention to tennis like ten, tennis coaches are unbelievable because such a deep personal relationship but the best coaches to me the one the thing that separates that from the rest is that exact thing you said which is when something when you can't get somebody else to perform it, are they the problem or do you look internally and go how could i coach better and yeah. I'm just telling you from from my experience, like I, I run in the world of coaches and consultants. I've heard very few people say that. And they're well meaning and they want to help people, but that's not their first response. Most of the time, when somebody doesn't take your advice, your first response is, man, they could be so much better if they just took my advice. And, and a lot of coaches walk away at that point and go, Well, they just weren't quote unquote serious. So that's right. yeah, to bring it I, back that, around. That, to that's the, where
1: my job starts.
0: Yes, that's where yeah. that's, that's like, what makes okay, you a great coach. There we
1: go. There we go. Don't take my coaching and see what happens. <laughs> Right. Meaning, 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 let me coach you and don't listen to me and see what happens. Mm -hmm. See what conversations we have. Now, contrary to what you believe, because you see me on these videos, you're probably think I got a baseball bat behind me. I got a tennis racket. I'll hit him with (laughs) a tennis racket. Yeah, exactly. Not a bat, but it's a tennis racket. (laughs) But you probably think, yeah, Greg's pretty hard. He's probably going to hit him in the head with a baseball bat. No, no, no. I will. I will have a conversation with them. And I will dig deep into the core and figure out what they're really afraid of. Yeah. And then we'll start having the, the conversation. Now, is that really something to be afraid about? And and then and that's how we get movement. Yeah. That's how we get movement. I'm glad we had the conversation, though. I I, I really am. I think that that's a that that's a, a this is a great perspective for us to be sharing you know, to the mm. to the to our community. And um
0: yeah, and, well, and and I think it's what sets that. it's what sets you apart. It's what sets apart, you know, like even the, the coaching program, you know, like other people could throw up a page and say they deliver all the same things. It's not the same. No, I don't know anyone not. else that's like this.
1: I appreciate
0: you saying that. Yeah, I, I mean, think, it just I just think true. that's
1: a good thing. I guess that could be a bad thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, and you do have to be serious. I mean, there there is some truth to that. Like, in order for someone to get into your world and go, I want to, I want to be in Greg Harrison's world, you do have to be serious in the sense that once you know the process, uh, you do have to be willing to commit and and follow through. Um, but yeah, there's just there's there's nobody else. There's nobody else that thinks like that. There there's very few. I don't I don't want to disparage every other coach because there's a lot yeah. of amazing people out there. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you yeah. think about it at a deeper level and I and I know you well enough to know but that is the question that rattles around in your head and in, in your subconscious all the time. Because I, I see it ooze out of every pore of your being every time we do one of these things. Yeah. I, like, I get to hear the conversation, like where these episodes come from, for those in the audience that don't know, is they come from me and Greg talking behind the scenes about what's going on in his head based on the interactions he's having, having with his agents in real time. What's going on with them right now that we need to adjust and correct? Because Greg is one of the, like, the few really true leaders. And not somebody that manages, not somebody that recruits, but somebody that's a true leader. Um, because that's what it is. Leadership is about getting people to take action towards a certain result, uh, and you always look internally to see if you can do that better.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if 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 the coach of the professional team isn't winning, the owner does not go in and fire all the players. They fire the coach. I think that that's how it, that's how it is. Um, of of course, you know, not everyone has to follow that, but that, that is part of kind of like where I get this from. I understand that it, it, we cannot look at agents and say they didn't do something. We must look at agents and say, who do we have to show up as? in order to get them to do the things that they need to do you take that on and you're if you got a team if you got a company i promise you you will you will grow your 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 organization exponentially when you take but you that has to come from a like you have to believe it you have to lead uh uh you know uh bleed that type of uh, concept that that's mm-hmm. not like, Oh, I heard you said, I'm going to, I'm going to fake it. No, you, it has to be you. Yeah,
0: that is true. You. And, and you won't you won't be there immediately. Um, no. so there's nothing wrong with taking baby steps in that direction. We don't just, we don't, uh, don't want to convey that. Like if, if you're, if you don't feel you're leading at that level, great. Like now, you know, there's another level that you can lead at. Let's, let's work on getting up to that, that level of leadership. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, um, it's a it's a really it's a really incredible thing to tap into that level of leadership um to me that's the difference between when you think about recruiting you think about what what base are you recruiting from it's like well we help people produce okay great is that is that was that what you want your agents telling other people that are thinking of getting into the business or thinking about joining you is oh man my boss kicks my butt like i gotta i can't get out of line for a single day and he's riding me but it's good because i make a lot of money it's like okay great or would you rather have somebody say, "Greg changed my life"? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I find myself repeating Greg's words to my kids at night. Uh, follow the process, like the things that he's taught me. Like, like those are things you notice. Like if you pay attention to who talks about, like, look at the way players talk about Lou Holtz. Yeah, you know, decades later. Oh, the entire trajectory of my life changed because of the four years. Um, that I spent with Lou Holtz or, or Woods or, or the guy, you know, those, those classic coaches like that. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you could have people saying about you if you coach and you lead, even within your real estate business at a small level, you can have people leaving and telling other agents and other people that are thinking about getting into the business. This isn't just a place you come to show up and produce link, make a lot of money. You'll do all those things, but it'll also change your entire life. Like what, wouldn't you rather have people saying that about you in the, in the community?
1: Yeah. You know, and I know we'll, we'll probably wrap this up in a second, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think you and I talked about um, writing eulogies. I think I told you this before. I wrote a eulogy years and years and years ago. Matthew Ferry had was my coach at that time, and he had me do that in as, as, as an assignment. And one of the things in my eulogy is I was describing is, um, is a, young, a younger girl gets up to the microphone just to say something about me. And she got up and she said, thank you. I know I never, I know you don't know me. We never ever got a chance to meet, but I heard a lot about you. And I just wanted to say thank you. And that girl that got up in my mind, who that girl was, was a grandchild of one of my agents. Because I believe my agent, I will know my agents, of course, and they can say thank you. And I appreciate them saying thank you. I will know most of my, the kids of my agents and they could possibly say thank you. Also, like if their dad or mom passed down a lot of lessons to them and, and it, and it helped, they saw transformation within their parents because of our relationship, then they could say thank you. But I'm not looking for impacting only the generation that can physically tell me, thank you. My job is not complete until I've impacted a generation beyond the one that I will meet. The girl that said, thank you. I know you don't know me. That was the grandchild Mm -hmm. of one of my agents. So this, though we didn't set out to get here on this conversation, this is a core being of who I am for the company. And I held myself to a level of accountability to the extent of that person I never, that generation I won't meet. And so every day, I got to show up. I got to show up every day in order to accomplish what I just shared with you at my eulogy. I've got to show up every day for my agents and staff every day. Period. They can't be a number. Yeah. They can't. My vision of success for them cannot be a number because I can get that number, but not actually influence those generations. So I just believe I'm playing a different game than most people are playing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. That is a completely different game. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's finish out with this. Um, (laughs) We went to leadership church today. That was fantastic, Um, Greg. Hallelujah. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So uh, first of all, uh, for the listening audience, uh, go, go share the show, first of all. That's probably the best thing. Uh, you can leave a rating and review and that's super helpful as well. That, that kind of algorithmically you know, puts the show in front of more people. But the best way to put the show in front of more people is to share it, like send it to an agent that can get benefit out of this, Somebody that's yeah. especially if they're hitting that point and you know agents like this where they're kind of hitting that pit of despair point and they need some encouragement on what what the path looks like out of it share this episode with them
1: share it to your broker owner or managers yeah. in the company you, maybe yeah. that'll be something that'll uh, uh improve everything your that is within very, your operations. Yeah. very
0: very true yeah um and then greg tell us just a little bit briefly about the coaching
1: yeah so if if you went to agent success academy you just google agent success academy or go to agentsuccessacademy.net um i've This is the first time in all my years that I have actually agreed to do any type of coaching program. And what I've done is I've created a weekly group coaching program. One-on-one is not—it's just not possible. It just—I guess anything's possible, Uh, but I can't trade—you know—that many hours. I don't have that many hours to do that. So I've created a one-on-one coaching program. I mean, uh, uh, a group group coaching program. You can get involved with. And and basically what I'm doing is I'm I'm taking the things that I know, the core components of building and developing very successful real estate agents that do hundreds, two hundreds, three hundreds of transactions, you know, do hundreds and hundreds of listings on a on a on a yearly basis without like a team. They're actually solo agents doing these things. I'm just breaking down everything that they're doing. And I'm coming to you every week and giving you that information, Um, you know. Crazy enough, in addition, Matt, if you're a part of the Agent Success Academy, we also have a a telephone number that you're allowed to text questions to, and we answer all the questions that are text to us. Now, I will say it's really cool because that texting those questions is giving us good feedback for information that we need to be sharing with you. So it's a great way for us to get feedback. But I, you can judge for yourself I just don't think you th- that you ca- you can have better access to somebody um that is knowledgeable as us uh, mm-hmm. as that so I just welcome you you know yeah. um we only had two coaching calls and somebody said that they took four listings
0: <laughs> that does not yeah. fr- surprise from, me at all. From,
1: from the ideas from the two coaching calls yeah um. You know and 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 I will say just to be true and authentic here is um I don't necessarily believe that I told that guy to do something that somebody else hadn't told him to do, I believe that that person got into action because of the way I told him. So good, please join me. Please join me.
0: Yeah, I hope people do. All right, man. This has been fantastic. Uh, We'll leave it there. I think we uh, did not get a chance to do the other episode we have in mind, so we'll have to do that again. Um, But we covered a lot of ground, um, You know, talking about the things that do separate those agents that you mentioned, the ones that are taking a couple hundred listings a month. They can get all that information, but we did cover really in this episode what makes them unique, which is process over results and just that we dug into that mentality. It's the same mentality that drives the upper echelon of people in your brokerage.
1: Well, good. Well, it's been a good one. Thank you so much.